QP Nation, happy Friday to you. You know what time it is. If it's Friday, it's Football Friday. QP Sports Exchange bringing you nothing but NFL, college football, NFL draft, prep, spotlight, news, and notes. You know how we do it on a Friday. We do it super big. On today's show, um, we're going to have some... News and notes on a lot of cuts that are going on around the league. Maybe what your team is doing. Um, We have a stop in Houston. No duh, because we always stop in Houston. So we'll get to that. We have some other news, some signings. Bill's Mafia should be real happy. And we have a really big deal that that we're going to report. And it's not out yet. And um, I'm really excited about it. I'm also nervous about it because I think this is the first time that we've broken news on this podcast. So with that being said, we can go ahead and get into some QP Nation news, right? Because this is what it's all about. First and foremost, I'm really serious about the submissions into... My Twitter, which is QPP Network, or Instagram or Facebook, which is Question Point Pod Network. I want to be able to do this no question about it, person of the week or entity of the week. And if you have local suggestions or you're doing something or your family member is doing something that is positive in the community, we're going to do that. If you're getting a straight G in your community, taking care of business, I want to applaud that and, you know, it's easy for me to find somebody in the sports world or in the entertainment world or in the business world that's doing philanthropy, but they have the means to do it over and over again. I want to get it to the grassroots, real organic, like, you know what I'm saying? So please get your suggestions in because this is a community and I want to throw light on the community before athletes because we're going to give them their flowers anyway, right? The other thing is, again, I want to thank the listeners, the audience, because without you, this is this is not fun. Um, It really isn't. So I want to be more interactive with you. That's something that we've talked about over the last month in podcasts. But that is something that is important. It will drive the show. If somebody hits me with ideas or, you know, a possible trade or what do you think about this player, that piques my interest and it makes me think that this is something that an audience member wants to hear. I want to really go ahead and support that right now. So those social media platforms, again, are at Twitter. It's Q. 
TP Network. And on Instagram and Facebook, it's Question Point Pod Network. Question Point is together, pod is separate, network is separate. So hit me up. Um, let's get into it. And you know what it's about to be. It's about to be time to start this pod. Let's go. QP Nation, we got a lot of news and notes to get to, so I'm going to get right at it. You're going to get a lot of energy. You're going to feel some positivity today because that's what I feel like bringing you. So when you hear these news and notes, know that this is for you so you can talk to your partners on the weekends or your girls on the weekends. Ladies, I know y'all care about football. I know y'all do. My mama is a big football fan, so I understand that the ladies are just as down for QP Sports Exchange as the men. Inclusivity podcast, inclusivity QP Nation, right? All right, we're going to start off in Kansas City. The Super Bowl runner-up, the Kansas City Chiefs cut both starting tackles. Former number one overall pick Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz were both cut. The move was for $18 million of salary cap relief. Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports is reporting this, so we got that. It's locked in. Schwartz and Fisher have been cut. So how do you protect your $500 million investment? The draft is going to be key. Um, they're going to have to shed some more salary for them to do anything as far as free agency to see what's out there. So if they're trying to go the free agency route, they're still in some peril with the cap because they're like either right above it or right below it with these moves that they've made. So there's going to have to be some restructures that go on, but if they're going into the draft, you know, they're going to have to hit on offensive linemen early and often. You got to impact that roster that way very quickly and get those guys signed and get them into your system because, you know, we saw Patrick Mahomes last year uh, at the end, and it was rough to watch, right? He was getting hit like a pinata. So this is interesting news. But I understand that, you know, you got to pare down salary when you have a $500 million quarterback. This is what goes down. There's some casualties in Chiefs Kingdom. What's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on what's the next move for your Chiefs going into next year? Is it draft? Is it purely draft? Do you scale down the salary cap enough to get an impact free agent? 
that can be the right tackle? And do you go into the draft looking for a left tackle? What's the plan? Hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook. Hit me up on Question Point Pod Network. We move to New Orleans now. Now, New Orleans, they are also in salary cap hell. But New Orleans is being super aggressive about getting out. The Saints are letting go of a significant piece in their secondary. Janoris Jenkins, the 32-year-old, will be released. He will save $7 million on the cap. Here's a list of players that New Orleans has let go or they're free agents so far. Okay, Breeze is retired. They let Emmanuel Sanders go. They cut Josh Hill. They cut the linebacker Quan Alexander. Pro Bowl punter Thomas Morstadt. And Nick Easton. Now, free agents. Jameis Winston, the quarterback who backed up Breeze last year. Jared Cook, the tight end that was productive for him. Defensive tackle. And actually, he, to me, was a, a difference maker on the defense. And that's Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle from Louisville. I like his game. I hope he is inexpensive enough for the Rams to pick up. I think he would be excellent on the Rams. You know I'm a Ram fan. I got to give it to my boys, right, when I see it. Sheldon Rankins would be a great Ram. He would be awesome in the middle of that defense, and he would allow Aaron Donald to do his thing more freely and I will always co-sign allowing Aaron Donald to do things more freely because it's pretty to watch. Um, and then the other guy that they let go is edge rusher Trey Henderson. Trey Henderson is going to get some burn on the uh, free agent market. There's a big market for him. He seems to be a guy that is coming along, and he's coming along at the right time, and he's hitting free agency also at the right time. He's like 26 years old. So this is uh, big for New Orleans because right now I'm looking at New Orleans and I'm going, I don't know what that team's going to look like next year. I mean, it's going to be a bunch of young guys. So New Orleans has got some rebuilding to do. They're aggressively looking to pare down salaries. So there also might be some trades. So if you're a team and you're kind of, you know, being a vulture and kind of circling this, you might be able to pick off somebody because they're trying to get further and further down in the cap situation. The New England Patriots acquired Trent Brown, the left tackle from San Francisco. It's interesting that he went back. It's interesting that Bill got him back. They gave a fifth round pick for him and then they got a seventh rounder in return. So it was Trent Brown, a seventh rounder, and a fifth rounder to the 49ers. So it's interesting what, what the Patriots are doing. It looks like they're beefing up their offensive line. They still have moves to make, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. And you know, this is not a football Friday without us going to Houston. So, now I know there's reports out there. That say that Houston stands as far as the organization is concerned. That they have not moved on 
not trading Deshaun Watson. I'm here to tell you that I don't care what they're saying publicly in closed quarters where people are not supposed to hear. They are looking to trade Deshaun Watson. And I guess Houston Texans coach David Culley is now saying that Deshaun Watson could be available for trade. So I understand that you're seeing reports out there that are saying as an organization, we are not trading Deshaun Watson per Texans organization. But I'm here to tell you that they are softening their stance. And I think the pressure point is the draft. So we'll see then. So right around the draft, we're going to see some movement. And we'll see if I'm right. If I'm right, give me my flowers. If I'm wrong, you know where to find me, right? On Twitter, QPP Network. On Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. I believe that this trade will happen. And I I believe that what you're hearing is just posturing. So do with that information as you will. But I think it's funny that David Culley is a person that is having a thought of maybe Deshaun won't be his quarterback. What was it, head coach David Culley? Was it Deshaun stripping his entire social media of any Texans um, mention? Or was it the list of teams that Watson floated out there that he would be interested to go to? Or was it the chat between head coach David Culley and Deshaun Watson? Did you feel iciness in the room, Coach Culley? Was it Deshaun packing while the conversation was going on? Did that give you a thought that he was serious about leaving? Or was it the realtor who showed up during the conversation between you and Deshaun showing potential Houston Rockets trade acquisitions Deshaun Watson's house? Which one was it, Coach David Culley? Which one of those was the reason why you might have softened your stance on whether Deshaun Watson was going to come back and quarterback your squad. I don't know. I don't know if it was the realtor showing Houston Rockets potential and trade acquisitions. Was it Deshaun packing a box that said kitchen? Was it just the actual tenor in the room? Was it icy when you had that conversation? Was it the other comments that he said he did not trust the organization? Which one was it, David Culley? Which one was the the tipping point that made you think, hmm, he might be real serious about not coming back here next year? I don't know. Houston fans, you tell me. You tell me what's going on with your organization. You tell me what direction you're going in. Because I don't know. It seemed very sloppy down there. And I am completely confused by the goings-ons every time I step to a microphone and I got to talk about you guys. You know I got nothing but love for H-Town. You know what I'm saying? I want to bring good news to H-Town. 
Shoot, you guys were part of my Pac-12 um, expansion if we couldn't get Texas. I would take Houston and like SMU to be part of my um, dream scenario of the Pac-16. Houston, you know I got a lot of love for you. And I know you got a lot of prep athletes down there that I want to spotlight. So Houston, get your organization together and figure this out because I hope it gets turned around quickly. I hope they point in a direction and just go and allow the new staff and the new uh, player personnel people to do their thing. I think uh, Nick Cesario from the Patriots is a good hire. But right now, I think ownership might be a little too much involved personally. And I think that's the big problem. So, Houston, with you, but your organization is in shambles. And this is our chant. Free Deshaun. Free Deshaun. Free Deshaun. All right, news and notes part two. The Ravens offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. is on the move. As reported by NFL Network Mike Garofalo, that there are six teams that are vying for the tackle services. Brown is wanting to leave the Baltimore Ravens because they have invested money in their other offensive tackle, Ronnie Stanley, and they want to go ahead and make Stanley the permanent left tackle and move Brown to the right-hand side. Brown is definitely bucking that. He says, I'm always a left tackle. I promised my dad that I would be a left tackle, and that's what I want to be. So the Ravens are allowing him to broker a trade, and there are six teams that are looking for his services. So it looks like Baltimore will be needing a right tackle. Um, and so they'll probably be dipping into free agency or the draft. I think it'll probably be more draft. They'll get a guy in there. So what do you think about that, Be more Orlando Brown on the move. Legacy dude. His dad played for your team. You know, now my man is looking for greener pastures. I hope he finds it. And I just hope that. You know, his career turns out the way he wants it to turn out. Because I know he really is trying to cape up for his dad and stuff like that. And he has a strong belief that he is a left tackle. The one thing about Orlando Brown is this, is that I just need him to be a little more physical, you know, at the point of attack. You know, Orlando is very gifted athlete for his size. But I think sometimes... You just got to have a little nasty. And maybe this is the this is a rally cry for that. Maybe this is what gets him to have that little chip on his shoulder and show a little more grit when it comes to attacking that edge rusher that's coming for his quarterback. 
more Baltimore news. We got former Baltimore Ravens running back Mark Ingram. He's agreed to a one-year contract with the Houston Texans. <sighs> I'm not understanding this, Texans. I wasn't understanding what was going on with Deshaun. Here's the one thing that I'll say about Mark Ingram. This dude is a true professional. This is a guy who will definitely teach running backs, young running backs and other teammates, how to be professional. You can't have a better guy in the locker room as Mark Ingram. Here's my one problem. Isn't David Johnson also a vet? And could he not provide the same leadership? Because I just don't know signing 31-year-old running backs if that's a good idea. I love Mark Ingram. I think he's great. And I think if he is your second your second back, you could do worse. But then I want that my first back to be like a real home run hitter. I want a guy that's like, okay, if he gets a block and he gets to the second level, he'll give some wiggle and he might be gone. And I don't think that David Johnson is that guy anymore. So I like the pick of Mark Ingram if you had a, another running back that was that has the ability to take it to the house every time he touches the football because Mark Ingram would be that great, real, like, short yardage, third down back, getting you that one to two yards that you need or you're at the goal line and, you know, you're inches away and you want to pound it in with Mark Ingram. Absolutely. That sounds excellent. I just, they seem to be more duplicate, and that's my thing with Houston. But Mark Egram did sign there. He got that bag. He got that $3 million. And any time that you are running back over 30 and you're getting paid in the NFL, today is a good day, just like Ice Cube said. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about that. Bill's Mafia. Your linebacker, Mike Milano, re-signed with the Buffalo Bills. He was cut last week. They re-signed him to a four-year, $44 million contract. The Bills are super excited to have Milano back. He's a key part of their defense. Um, he's not the greatest like pass rusher, but he is excellent in coverage. I mean, that dude... Plays a zone like nobody's business. And he's essential to what they do on the defensive side of the football. So, kudos to Bills Mafia getting their linebacker back. So they can create more havoc on the defensive end next year. Alright, we got a big story. So we're going to cut real quick. And then we're going to come back with it. And we'll get into it, so stay tuned. Okay, before we get to the main story, 
Um, we got a couple of late news articles that we want to bring you. Patrick Mahomes is reworking his um, contract so he can free up about $17 million in the cap. So there's Mahomes helping out Kansas City and getting them under the cap so they can start making adjustments to that offensive line. So that's big. The other news is Cam Newton has re-signed with the New England Patriots for $14 million. It's a one-year contract. million. Okay, so let's break down this situation. First, Mahomes. Obviously, Mahomes is very smart. He knows he's going to be with the organization, in a sense, for life. So it makes perfect sense to go ahead and do some restructure so you can have an offensive line that can protect you. That's one thing with that. Now, on to the Cam Newton situation. I was hearing like there was a lot of love between Cam and Belichick. You know, you know, Cam was saying it and quietly Bill was saying it as well. They just have a real mutual admiration for one another. And my only pause is that Cam couldn't throw the football towards the end of the year. I don't know if that's a health issue or he just doesn't have it anymore you know and these are questions that we got to ask right he just didn't look good now albeit the talent on the offensive side of the football wasn't there for Cam so obviously if you upgrade the talent and people are more open it makes it easier for him to get the football and distribute the football the way he wants to and maybe we look at a Completely different quarterback, right? So there's layers to this story. But if you would tell me that Cam was coming back to the Patriots, I was like, hmm, I don't know. But we'll see how it all goes. Cam, year two with the Patriots. New England fans, where y'all at? Past Nation, you know I rep for Boston. You know I do. Spent 15 years there. Had some good times. What are you guys thinking right about now? In your quarterback situation, how's Bill doing? Is it still in Bill we trust out there? Hit me up. QPP Network on Twitter. Question Point Pod Network on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, let's break the internet. This is big, man. Okay, so QP Sports Exchange is going to go ahead and report that Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson, there's a deal in place that he's going to Chicago. I have sources that are telling me that this deal is basically done. They're haggling over the, the rest of the compensation. Basically, it's either three first-rounders or two first rounders, a second rounder, and a third rounder. But Russell Wilson is gone. And I actually think that Nick Foles is going back to Seattle in return. So I think that's the last piece of that deal. But we're going to go ahead and report it right now. Russell Wilson will be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year.
Bears fans, what's your reaction? Tell me, QPP Network on Twitter, Question Point Pod Network on IG and Facebook. Russell Wilson, a top five quarterback in the Windy City. Allen Robinson was franchise tag. And here's the other thing that goes along with this. In Vegas, they took the futures down of this particular um, transaction to happen. So Russell Wilson to Chicago is off the table in Vegas. You can't get action on it. And usually when they take something down, it's pretty much going to happen. So that means they have some inside information that allows them to take that down because they don't want to take a bath on that once it starts to leak out. So Chicago, Russell Wilson is, as your quarterback, Seattle, 12th man. How, what's going on? What's going on up in the great Northwest? I'm really confused. That was a top five quarterback you just let go. You should, as a 12th man, Seahawk Nation, you should be demanding answers right about now. Who is going to be your quarterback? Nick Foles, nice backup. Got real lucky in the playoffs. Got real lucky in the Super Bowl. But we know what Nick Foles is. Who is going to be the signal caller for the Seahawks next year when Russell Wilson is battling Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North? So, that's the big news of the day. Russell Wilson, we're reporting it here. Russell Wilson will be traded. There's a deal in place to the Chicago Bears. If we get more information on it, I will go ahead and drop an emergency pod. But we had this information first. And we want to drop that knowledge to you as quickly as possible. Because we want to make sure we got it right, though. We want to make sure. I... Woo, it was hard. I got information. I want to thank everybody who worked on this with me. You got you guys know who you are. I'm wow. I'm so grateful to you guys. Thank you for helping me get this information. All right. Woo, that's a big deal, man. I'm uh I'm excited about that. And I hope that you guys are rocking with me. Yo, tell your people to tap in, man, because I'm working super hard to get accurate news, but news for you guys to talk with your partners about and your ladies about. So, man, this is such a blessing to me, so I'm just taking a moment. All right, we're we're back. We're ready. We're we're feeling the juices a little bit. All right, this is actually something that a lot of people are starting to figure out too. Uh Juju Smith-Schuster um, has played his last game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The former USC Trojan standout responded to a SI social media poll by voting that's a negative on whether he was coming back to Pittsburgh. It was like, yeah, he. it was either yes, he is coming back or that's a negative. And Smith-Schuster himself said that's a negative, so... I'm telling you right now, Juju Smith-Schuster will not be in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform next year. Likely destinations for Juju are 
the Vegas Raiders, and the New York Jets. So that's what's going down there. We got a little draft news for you. Clemson's running back, Travis Etienne, he ran a 4-4-40 at his pro day while also weighing 215 pounds. That's about, that's about 15 to 20 pounds where heavier than where he was in his Clemson playing days. The good thing for him is that he was carrying the 215 and running the 4-4. Okay? Here's the thing. He's probably going to go back down to about 205 now that he's got through, you know, the pro day. And he's probably going to be a little bit quicker than 4-4. He's probably going to end up getting like 4-3-2 somewhere in there. The reason why he put on the weight is that he understands that Najee Harris from Alabama is probably right now running back number one on the board. And Najee Harris is literally 6'2", 230 pounds. He might not be as explosive as ATN, but he can get it done. So and he's good in the pass game as well. Maybe not as prolific as ATN, but he's solid. So, bigger back, smaller back, you know, 6'2", 230 is going to beat 5'10", 215, and that's a bulked up 215. I like to see that ATN kept his speed at 215, so if he decides to stay at that that weight, you know, he, he can see that he can carry it. He can see he can still be super explosive with that weight. I just don't know if he's comfortable at that weight. I think he he'll he'll settle in about two two oh five, two oh seven, somewhere in there. And he'll be even a little bit quicker than four four. So that's a scary proposition as well. The Patriots are seeking a trade for former defensive player of the year, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. What they're doing, that will save another seven point three million on the cap. That would put them over $70 million. That would put them at almost $73 million on the cap for free agency, which starts Sunday, which we're excited about. Um, what we're going to do with that is that unless something super big pops off, we're probably just going to do the football show on Friday. Because um, I don't want to hit everybody with, like, you know, five-minute clips of, oh, this guy went to the Bills, this guy went to Tampa, this guy went to whatever. I want to do a comprehensive thing on, you know, the goings-on, and we'll hit you with the big news when we have it then. And also, it'll give us some time to digest, and depending on teams making multiple moves that week, we'll have a better picture of what they're going to do in the draft, right? So that's the way we're going to handle it. But if something breaks that is big that we didn't see coming, we will do an emergency pod. But free agency starts on Sunday. So can't wait for that. I'll be scouring the NFL Network and my Bleacher Report app as soon as the, as the clock strikes 10 o'clock in the morning here on the West Coast because it's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern time for free agency but here's the deal is that if Belichick is trying to create 
this cap space and they just signed Cam for $14 million. I don't know if there's a quarterback on the horizon other than Cam, unless it's a young guy in the draft. Okay, so there's that. But is Bill trying to build around Cam as a bridge quarterback for a young quarterback? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. But here's the thing. He's trying to get a second-round draft pick. So that would mean that he would have a first, which was a middling first. So he has a the 15th pick overall in the first round. If he gets a second, that means he'll have two seconds, and he has two-thirds. So in the first two days of the draft, first two days of the draft, he's going to have five picks. So his maneuverability to move up if he so chooses to either in the first or second round are going to be huge. If he decides to move down and pick up more picks, you know, he can do that as well. Belichick is just one of the hardest dudes to try to game plan for when it comes to the draft. He is just he he has his own way of doing it and it seems to have worked out for him. You know, my man just doesn't have a quarterback and I'm sure he's looking to rectify that situation as we speak. Also, the New York Jets seem to be reconciled that they're going to trade quarterback or Sam Darnold. So the 23-year-old will probably be traded within the next week. Um, I think as soon as the quarterback carousel stops, which we're getting there, because when Russell Wilson goes, the only other domino to drop is the Deshaun Watson deal. And not a lot of teams are going to be in on that, not because of the talent level. It's because of what you have to give up to get them, you know? Sam Darnold will be on the move. It looks like the Jets are really enthused by Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback. So he'll probably be the second pick overall. Um, But here's the thing. Darnold is 23 years old. And if you're a team that can't get one of the, let's say, okay, you think that three of the five quarterbacks that are coming out this year are really, really good. You look at Trey Lance and you look at Mac Jones and you say, okay, I can see first round talent, but they don't scream franchise guy to me. Right. And let's say you're a team at like 15, 16, somewhere in there, 17. And you're looking at your quarterback situation. You're going, we really need to upgrade the quarterback. Well, if you can't get the quarterback that you want, you're looking at Sam Darnold, and he's 23, okay? He has a couple years' experience in the league. Hasn't been great. You know, definitely has to protect the ball more. Definitely has to read and recognize coverages better. But if you get him out of New York and you put him into a system that, you know, maybe you turn him into a game manager and you build him up, to more because he does have a lot of talent. He slung the ball all over the Coliseum here in LA for USC. And we saw the, the resurgence of 
of Tannehill down in um, Tennessee. So it's sometimes prudent to go ahead and give these guys a second shot, especially somebody drafted so high. Sam Darnold, you can sell that to your fan base and go, yo, you know, this dude was a former, like, number two pick overall. You know, he's still young. You know, he was just not in the right system. And you could protect that guy for a couple years and then see what you got. You know, let him loose. Spend a year in your system. Understand it. You know, you win games, great. You lose games, uh, okay. Well, if you're able to get Sam Darnold, I think that would be something that you would look to do. Especially if you're a team that you're sold on maybe Lawrence, Wilson, and whoever you thought was the third or fourth, the third best quarterback, right? Let's say your your guy is Trey Lance. You're sold on him. And you're not sold on Fields. And you're not sold on Mac Jones. But you can't get the top three. And you don't want the other two. Yeah, Sam Darnold. He fits right in with Mac Jones and whomever you think the fourth quarterback is. You know, my opinion. I'll give you my list. Um, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence one. I know what everybody's saying with the scouts and, and, and everything like that. I'm going to give a slight edge because what the scouts are saying about Zach Wilson. But my number three overall is Justin Fields. I think that dude is dynamic. I think he can be a really good quarterback. I just think he just needs time. And he needs, um, you know, he needs a good quarterback coach. It wouldn't be a terrible thing to have a really good vet, established vet behind him. And somebody who is going to appreciate his skill set. Because he's going to give you some phenomenal stuff running the football as well. So if I was a GM, my three top quarterbacks were Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields. And I wasn't too sold on Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Absolutely take a chance on Sam Darnold. Absolutely do it. So that is my rant on that. The other thing is that Ryan Fitzpatrick, former Dolphin quarterback. Now these rumors can't be true anymore because Cam Newton just signed with the New England Patriots for a one-year deal for $14 million. But Ryan Fitzpatrick was very interested in becoming the quarterback of the New England Patriots. So my man is looking for a job. And he's looking for an opportunity to be able to play. So Ryan is out there like Mad Max beyond Thunderdome scouring the desolate desert looking for a starting quarterback gig. Ryan Fitzpatrick, we salute you here at QP Sports Exchange. We are so excited by your passion to go out there and do your thing and become Fitz Magic again. Man. I'm going to celebrate that dude. You know why? Because he understands, you know, at this point in his life, it's like, yo, if I can make $12 million, chilling, quarterback in the team, grooming a youngster, I'm going to do that. Then, you know, towards the end of the year, maybe I'm carrying a clipboard again. But that dude has made a really good career out of 
starting and grooming quarterbacks and stuff like that. So uh, he's not going to the Patriots, but we hope that that man falls somewhere where he gets get some burn, like seeing that. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what like another quarterback will look like as he gets older, whatever. I think Tyrod Taylor might be the, the other dude, right? I love Tyrod Taylor. That's my guy. My man, he he's had some bad luck. I'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Tyrod Taylor is one of those dudes that he can stabilize a quarterback room very easily. So if you're looking for a backup quarterback and a guy that, you know, if he had to start like three games for you, definitely wouldn't hurt you. That's another guy that I would have my eye on as a backup. I would take Tyrod Taylor over Andy Dalton as my backup. You know? I think he'd just do more for me. So, great backup quarterback talk here at QP Sports Exchange. We just don't give you the glamour. We talked about offensive linemen today. You know what I'm saying? We talked about running backs. We talked about wide receivers. You know, we hit on backup quarterbacks. That's what we do here. We bring heat. This is our 50th episode. 5-0. All right? So, we had to bring heat. And we are just blessed to be able to give you that information. So, we're going to pretty much get ready to sign off. But again, Russell Wilson, we're reporting that Russell Wilson will be a bear by the end of the weekend. Um, So, look out for those reports. I think it's going to be any, anywhere between three first-round picks or two first-round picks and then other picks. And maybe Nick Foles going back to Seattle. So look out for that. Um, again, QP Nation, listeners, audience, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart allowing me to be able to do this for you. We do it twice a week. We bring nothing but heat. We try to give you some jokes off the dome, something for you to laugh at, and then hopefully something for you to think about. Okay, we have a new segment here on the show. It's called No Question About It. And what it does, it highlights people doing big things as far as giving back and and things of that nature. We're just going to give people their flowers. So my No Question About It person of the week is... Robert Covington of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Robert Covington was at All-Star Weekend. He was one of the All-Stars. Um, and he gave two dollars scholarships to um, his alma mater, which is Tennessee State, which is a historically black college and university, part of those uh, programs. And he gave... 50 grand to two students who were virtually in the audience and what have you. And he just wanted to give back to his school because um, he just had a tremendous time there. And we wanted to celebrate Robert Covington of the Portland Trailblazers, not just doing it big on the court, but he's doing it big out in the community and he's giving back to where he came from, which, man, I'm going to definitely... Give that man his flowers. Man, uh, that's real. 
that's a real situation. I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart how how impressed I am by that. And we just wanted to celebrate you, my man. So Robert Covington is our no question about it person of the week. Doing it real big, giving scholarships out to two deserving people. And hopefully they will better our world as these are some of the brightest minds that are, that these are, these historically black colleges and universities are putting out. So, Robert Covington, you are our, no question about it, person of the week. And with that being said, we gonna lock this down and end the show. Again, to the listeners, to the audience, we love you, we thank you, thank you for riding with us for 50 episodes it means the world to me you can't even imagine how much passion and how much energy and how much joy that i get to do this for you every single week and keep in mind we don't do it once a week baby we do it twice a week we do football friday and we do hoop questions monday so tune in for that Again, the Twitter is at QPP Network. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Question Point Pod Network. Hit me up with submissions on um, No Question About It, Person of the Week. Hit me up on those platforms for a prep spotlight player. Hit me up on those for, hey, I want to talk about um, the Cincinnati Bengals, or I want to talk about um, BYU football, or I want to talk about Oregon State Beavers football. This is your show. So wherever we go with it is kind of on you, or you can leave it up to me, and I can write out seven to eight pages every week. That's what I do twice a week anyway. So it could be more of me and less of you, or it can be more you and less of me. So shoot out the ideas. Let's spotlight a crap athlete. Let's give flowers to people in our community and, you know, make sure that this is a better place. So if you got somebody in your community that you want to shout out to be a no question about it player or person or entity of the week, do that, and let's get it done, all right, with that being said, be good to yourself, take care of you, make sure you get that mental break within your day, so you can recharge your batteries, so you can have a positive impact on the people around you, that leads us to the second thing, be good to your neighbor, you know what I'm saying, lift them up, you know, how talks with them, you know, it's still a tough time. We're, we're starting to come out of it, America. We're starting to come out of it. The COVID vaccines are becoming more and more available. We should have fans in the stands, more fans in the stands soon. So we're coming out of it. But right now, I want everybody to stay safe, you know, keep their mental together. So check on your neighbor. And the third thing is this if you can with your time or with your dollars give to a worthwhile um charity or a place that's doing good work you know 
who are helping out the less fortunate than us as QP Nation. You know what I'm saying? Make sure we're doing that. And then check on your mental. Check on all of what you need to do. Talk to somebody. Make sure that you're okay. Make sure that, you know, things haven't gone sideways for you. Okay? Um, and here's the thing. It's easy to do. You can get yourself wrapped up into something and you just don't even know how to get yourself out of. So, it's no fault on anybody. But here's the thing. Talk to a family member, a friend. Talk to a pastor. And talk to a therapist. So you can get some help. Make sure that um, you know like the crisis hotlines in your area. You know what I'm saying? If things get real, real dark. And if you are a person who knows of a person who's struggling. You know, give them those avenues as well. Alright? Mental health is super important. Because of the fact that we only got one mind. So we got to cultivate that mind and spread more light and, you know, obviously diminish more dark. That's what we're trying to do here on QP Sports Exchange every week. So with that being said, we are done. Football Friday is over. It's a wrap. Again, listeners, thank you again to all my People on the ground. Thank you so much for trusting me. To give me that information on Russell Wilson. Again. Russell Wilson. Again. Russell Wilson. Before the end of the weekend. Will be a Chicago Bear. And uh, we. Are. Out. Thank you.